0: Welcome back to the Gen X Voice Podcast. I'm your host Trish the Dish, and it's season two. Woo! Man, I cannot even believe that I have enough to say for another another season, and I can't believe that you're back listening to what I have to say for another season. Um, I'm just gonna tell you all about my my time off and kind of get back into the swing of of talking into this microphone that's just sort of collected dust in the last couple months. Um, You know, it's funny, I used to be um, a teacher as um, those of you that have been with me since season one know. And um, what's really interesting about um teaching is despite what people think um it's not really like a um you know like a what, what, like a 9 month job or whatever um you know that people always think like oh you're a teacher you get summers off and well, I'm going to tell you in the 10 years that I taught Um, I never had a summer off. I never took a summer off and it's not because I was teaching summer school or anything like that because people don't really take French in summer school. Um, but what I would do instead is I would use that time to do conferences and take classes, um, you know, to kind of enrich the craft of teaching. Right. And, um, reorganize my curriculum, um, You know, I was, I was always doing it from, from kind of scratch, especially after I just sort of dropped using a, a textbook, but, um, never really took summers off, you know, and, um, that gosh, the other day I realized that I haven't been in the classroom for eight years. And so talk about being out of touch with what it must be like to be a teacher. And I, I can't even imagine being a teacher during the past um 15 months of this pandemic either so if you know a teacher you should probably if you're vaccinated and they're vaccinated and they're in your bubble you should give them a big hug if they're not then you should think about getting them like a nice gift certificate somewhere you know check out their wish list on amazon see if there's something you could pick up for them on there because um they have really, we we always hear about how hard it's been for our frontline workers, which obviously that's in and of itself a whole other level. Um, but I mean, we have teachers dying um, already and school's been back a, a couple weeks in some states. I'm not going to go too far into that rabbit hole, but what I'm saying is uh I can't even I mean I thought teaching was hard when I did it and uh I can't even imagine the you know, the classroom discipline, the planning, the testing, the grading papers, the dealing with parents um who maybe don't care or the ones that are maybe care too much and have a lot to say about your <laughs> your your qualifications <laughs> um as a teacher. Um I just think that uh, I I just can't even I can't even imagine um, and, and of course the low pay. So man, all you teachers out there, just mad respect and lots of love. Um, but anyway, uh, so, so since I left eight years ago, I haven't really, I haven't been in the classroom. You know what I mean? Like I haven't, um, I don't, I don't really know what that, oh, I already said that. Okay, again, I'm, I'm like practicing. I feel like I'm going to just throw this out there too, just so you guys can see me struggle through uh, getting my brain back. Um, but so even though I took the the summer off technically from podcasting, you know, I still have a full-time job and um, was still kind of doing some stuff, a little research here and there. Um, but for the most part, I spent most of my time just binge watching shows. Um, my family and I have this arrangement where I pay for Netflix. So now they're going to pay for Amazon for me. Um, so, uh, despite what your political beliefs are about Amazon, what I'm going to tell you is the access to Amazon Prime. In terms of being able to watch the Marvel Universe and Star Wars, especially the Mandalorian and some like other shows uh that's been so cool so i I'm really picky about what I go to see in the theater I mean and this is way before covid I mean I haven't I have no desire probably no desire to be in a movie theater for I don't know, until we know for sure that that, that stuff is, is going to be, you know, good or whatever, safe. So the kind of movies that I go to the theater for are like, um, you know, Free Solo, um, you know, the rock climbing movie. Um, and uh, and I watched that in IMAX because that was that's how you got to do it. And then um, the Beth- Bethany Hamill story, um, you know, she's the surfer that got her arm. Um, bitten off by a shark and um, still surfs. And so you got to watch those massive waves that she rides on a big screen. Right. Um, other movies are like, you know, some of the newer star Treks that have come out, you know, star Wars, things like that. So the last, actually the last movie I saw in the theater was a star Wars movie. I think it was the last, the, the, the final sort of chapter of the most recent trilogy. But anyway, um, so I don't, I, uh, I find it really expensive and also too like it's got to be something that like I'm like super super into. I will go see horror films sometimes too just cuz it's fun to scream with a bunch of people in a theater in a dark theater. Um but I didn't really okay, I was super into the X-Men when they first came out as I'm sure most Gen Xers were. Um and then I just I kind of, they kind of lost me after a while. I don't know what happened. I just kind of got disin, disinterested, I guess. I don't know what really happened. Maybe it was a time in my life where I wasn't really, couldn't really afford to go to the theater, didn't really know what, I don't know, just wasn't really that interested in um, trying to figure out why my levels are so high. I'm going to have to do this post-production. One of the things I was going to do was figure out my roadcaster Pro, but, um... That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, because I went ahead and was like, okay, I'll I'll watch some of these shows that are on like low-key and um Wandavision. Cause you're here, man, all I was hearing about was Wandavision this and you know how great it was. And then I saw um, I, I love Owen Wilson. he's one of my favorite Gen Xers. Um, loved him in Zoolander, loved him in Starsky and Hutch. Um, like he was just like, uh, and and of course he and his brother and you know all these like independent films, um that uh uh Wes Anderson sorry was was doing um in the early two thousands. Oh man, I just you know I still like to go ka you know if I lose a friend in a store, um. I just, oh, man. So when I found out Owen Wilson was interested in Loki, or was in Loki, excuse me. I mean, he's even a figurine, like an action figure. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's time for me to jump into this whole Marvel universe. Oh, and I wanted to say, too, like I had totally, um, I was super disenchanted by the um, by the uh, Marvel universe because... Um, I really didn't like the um, first sort of renditions of the Hulk movies that came out. Maybe they were in the late 2000s, early teens. I can't remember when they came out, but I thought, I thought that one was terrible. Like the first one that came out of that. And I was like, man, because, okay, as a Gen Xer, you know, we spend a lot of our time in front of the TV, which is why I still am a huge TV addict to this day. Um, and I loved the incredible Hulk, um, that was on TV in the eighties and, um, like really loved it. Like I never missed an episode kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, but it was, there were so many great, you know, there was Wonder Woman, which I also super loved. And to this day, I've never seen any of the Gal Gadot movies because I'm really scared of being disappointed. Like... Wonder Woman was everything to me. So, um, and maybe I had a little of that with this whole, like, didn't really get into the Marvel, Marvel universe, um, post you know, early X-Men movies and that one incredible Hulk one. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it was just like, I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't want, I didn't read a lot of, um, Hulk comics, whereas I did read a lot of I was more my uncle always had DC comics my uncle Vince that I lived with for a while so he was like really into DC so like Superman and Wonder Woman like was real. I was really into that world um so I wasn't too familiar with all the Marvel characters um but enough like you'd have to live under a rock in the 80s if you didn't know who like you know Doctor Strange was or um you know uh what's the Archer guy's name? You know, like, I mean, like, um, or Falcon, you know, like I, I, I knew all the characters. I just didn't really like know them, know them. Not, not like I did the other ones, like Superman and Wonder Woman. So, Oh, Captain Marvel. You know, like you, you'd have, like I said, you'd have to like live under a rock. So anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and watch Loki and, and I'll give WandaVision a try. I mean, again, I got this stuff for free. I might as well check it out. Right. And, Oh my gosh, you guys. Uh, and I'm I know I'm late to the game, but they were both so good. Simultaneously, I was watching um well, of course, I had to jump right into Mandalorian and oh, guys, it's so good. It's just it's just so good. And I you know, what was I like 3 years behind. Um <laughs> and um and I really tried hard to kind of um live under a rock during the time that everyone was talking about Mandalorian and stuff. Cause I didn't want to, um, I, I had a feeling that someday somehow I was going to be able to watch it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I really made sure that I kind of like, mm-hmm, like I'm not listening. If anytime someone, you know, would post, I'll just like kind of scroll right past, but I immediately bought myself these miniature little baby Yodas. Um, one of them, he's got like frog legs sticking out of his mouth and he's like totally blissed out with his eyes closed and, <laughs> and then, um, Oh, I don't know. There's just, I, I don't want to say too much about my little figurines. Cause y'all have to watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but then I really, so I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. Like I, I'm only going to watch like every show, like one a day. Right. So I'll watch one Loki episode, one WandaVision episode, which to be really honest, Loki and Wanda vision were the reason why I was like, okay, let's go ahead and tackle this Marvel universe. And it's pretty cool because, um, they actually have it set up in Disney plus, which by the way, that was a free membership. I got, I guess that's what's on prime. What am I thinking? (laughs) So I forgot to say that, that little segue of like, uh, uh, incidentally I have, um, you know, this, this like membership to, um, you know, Disney plus. Um, so I'm sitting here watching, um, you know, one episode of each of, you know, these three shows. And then, but then it was like, okay, I could jump into the Marvel universe or I could, um, sorry, I had to tighten my microphone. Um, Or I could just like totally watch the three original Star Wars movies (laughs) like uh, because I haven't had access to them in in quite a while. So uh, totally watch those. And like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how other generations feel about uh, the original George Lucas movies that came out in the 70s and 80s. But as as an excerpt, right, like this is this is the star Wars we grew up with. This is what we know. This is the toys we played with the sheets we slept in kind of thing. And, um, and all I could think of was just like how good it still is. But um, you might remember my friend Dana that was on um, last season um, in um, X Mark Marks, the Zenial spot. Um, her kids, right. Are um, older Gen Z. uh Sorry. Yeah, older Gen Z, younger Millennials, um, like Zenniel with a Z almost, right? If we can create that sub-generation, um, uh, micro-generation. Uh, she told me that they they can't stand those original ones. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting because a lot of the reason why I like the original ones, because I've actually thought about that before, and it's like... Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think, too. Like, if you're listening and you're of a different generation, like, because my grandpa, he, he said that he fell asleep in the theater when he saw it with my with my uncle Vince. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine falling asleep to Star Wars unless it's one of those shows that you've watched a million times and it just, like, kind of puts you to sleep because it's so comforting. But, um, but, like, he was in the theater and, like, everyone else around him is, like, as gracing ever and he's asleep you know, as a, um, silent generation guy. Anyway, uh, I'd love to hear what you guys, what your, what your, uh, what your thoughts are because what she told me was the, the three prequels to the original ones are their favorites. And I was like, really Jar Jar Binks? Like <laughs> unbelievable because so, so I was kind of, I was trying to figure it out and I thought, well, for me personally, um, You know, I love the, the pod race. That's, that's cool. Like, uh, pre, 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 uh, pre amazing special effects for those times. Like that was the late nineties. Right. And like, I had just spent a year in France and the only thing I wanted to do when I came back from France after a year abroad was like eat Taco Bell and see Star Wars. Like I was so excited about Star Wars and they had Doug on, on the cups, you know, the Doug character that was in the pod race. Um, Um, on the cups at Taco Bell. So (laughs) kind of like was the best day ever, but the movie really kind of left me kind of being like, huh, I wonder if I need to go back and watch the original ones because this is like, I don't like this at all. But anyway, um, also they said they didn't really like the new ones and I love the new ones. Like I cried so hard at the last one. Like I said, I, I watched the most recent one of the last of the three. I hope if anyone's not a star Wars fan and they're like, like just fast forward this stuff. I'm so sorry. Cause I, I can't go a little deep into this stuff. Um, but that was kind of the plan because that's kind of where where I've been spending my summer, right? Um, but anyway, I, like I just thought that they had so many great Easter eggs, and it's just like I felt like they made it for us Xers, um, you know. Like I was like crying, and my uncle was like, who's a boomer, was like, like dude, are you okay? And I was like, my 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 other uncle, my Uncle Mike. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was just like, I just feel like they just did such a great job, and this this last one was just amazing. So. Um, I haven't actually watched those ones yet, because so what I did was I, I watched the original three Star Wars, um, and then I was like, all right, let's let's get into this whole Marvel universe, and wow, I only have three left out of the universe because um, I had already I had watched Black Panther. Um, I was I was super curious about that one. Um, and I thought that was fantastic, and that was like on um, Netflix a couple years ago. So I totally watched that, and I um, I'm not paying twenty dollars to watch Black Widow, and um, even though I love Scarlett Johansson, I always have, even before she was um, Black Widow, she always did a lot of really cool indie films back in in the in the day, and also hello, she's gorgeous. Um, but um, it also too, like I um. Yeah, totally support her, um, her lawsuit. Oh, this is, like, getting real political here, right? This is some scary... But we might as well jump right in. You know how this podcast is. Um, I, I really... If I were to go see it, I would want to see it in the theater because she was apparently... Um, They weren't supposed to put it out simultaneously streaming and in the theater because when um, I guess she was promised like a certain amount from theater sales and because they did it simultaneously, like half as many sales happened at the theater. Um, I don't know. You can Google it. I'm not like Entertainment Weekly. You know, I don't know the whole story. I just saw a little bit of it and was like, Okay, I, I get it. I totally get it. But, um, anyway, for, for, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm still not comfortable going to the theater. Like, it's just, it's just not happening for me. Um, I've, I've really, um, you know, for a while there after getting the vaccine, you know, I went out and just kind of did stuff, but then we started kind of getting crazy again with our, um, with our levels and in our hospitals and stuff and and then, um, I don't know, it's just, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah. So basically I only have three movies left of the Marvel universe. I'm, I'm just super, in, I'm, I'm super impressed. Like Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't even think that I would like that at all. Thor I didn't even think I'd like that at all, but I loved them. I loved, loved, loved them. Um, so much fun like seeing chris pratt because you know i know chris pratt from parks and rec like that was one of my favorite shows in the teens um so like to see him like that is like all ripped and stuff but still just so um charming and um and witty and fun like uh what what a great great actor love him to death. and then Thor, like I didn't care about Chris Helmsworth and, and, you know, I kept thinking about all the Chris's, like when that whole thing came out that there's like all these Chris's in the Marvel universe. And, um, but you know what? He's, he's terrific. Like, um, I was totally, I don't know about you guys. And I don't know if this is just because of, um, growing up with TV and just being so into movies and stuff as a kid, but I am so willing to, um, have that sort of, um, uh what do they call it there's a certain term it's like the the something of disbelief like I'm I'm able to like step into th- to a theater and be like okay for the next couple hours I'm just going to be completely like an empty vessel and I'm going to I'm going to take whatever you throw at me so if you want to talk about you know hauntings and demons and satan aliens um you know space travel um you know parallel universes superheroes i'm there for it i don't i don't i don't try to think too hard about like well um is there really you know could it could you really fly to another planet you know like i don't i don't really think about that kind of stuff that's not really why i go to see entertainment cuz literally it's entertainment right like so uh yeah so i'm like i don't know if that's like a gen x thing or what but I, you know i'm i'm basically like I am here to be entertained, like flood my brain with whatever I'll analyze it later. Like after I watched Avatar and I just like sat with my boyfriend at the time, smoking cigarettes on the wall outside the theater, pontificating on how, like how amazing that movie was. (laughs) We just loved it. It So that movie so much anyway, um, But I mean, um, part of me is super sad that I didn't just go to the theater like, you know, okay, I don't know how many of you Xers out there are a little bit on the punk rock or sort of counterculture, anti-establishment spectrum. But um, I don't think there's a lot of us left because I think. The majority of actors I know were at the theater watching all the Marvel Universe movies as they were coming out. Probably are out there right now watching Black Widow and masks because they're like, Psh, I'm vaccinated and in a mask. That sounds fine, you know. Um, but I tend to like if it's like a blockbuster summer of the mo- movie of the summer. Ha ha. Okay, that was like, <laughs> I don't know what that was, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like if there's a lot of hype around something, I'll generally tend to be like, meh, <laughs> like Amazon. <laughs> like, uh, granted, I've been shopping at Amazon since it was just books in the early 2000s. Um, OG online shopper right here. Uh, but they burned me a couple times on some stuff, so I was like, pfft. Fuck Amazon. And then, you know, there's a lot of whole, like, political things about, I don't know if political's the right word, but, like, just, like, they don't pay their employees. It's the same thing, like, when I watched the, you know, Walmart, the high cost of um, low prices documentary in the 2000s, like, but, you know, what's really sad is that it almost seems like, and I'm not, like, trying to justify anything, um, you know, you do you is kind of how I feel now, because, you know, at 45, I'm just tired. I'm so tired of of fighting and hating everything or like, you know, I do my part as much as I can. I drive a hybrid. I'm vegan. Um, you know, I, I really try not to bring anything into my home um, that doesn't bring me joy. Like ugh, all about that whole like if it gives you joy kind of condo man, did I love Marie Kondo when she came out, um, you know, donating clothes, um, buying secondhand when you can. Um, but if you're going to buy new, like do your research and, you know, really like invest all your energy to get all the, you know, info you can, you know, to see if you can support like a sustainable con, uh, company. And, you know, I try to make most of, like 90% of my food from scratch kind of thing. Like, you know, like, like, uh, like my really good friend, AK brother Michael was like, oh, you know, you should get Costco, um, uh, membership because you could get like salsa and, in and, and hummus like in bulk. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't have room for that. It's just me. Second of all, like I prefer to make that stuff from scratch. Um, because I don't need a huge jar or, you know, canister of something that, like, I'm never going to get through in time anyway because I'm just, like, you know, soloist. Anyway, Um, so, yeah, I don't even have a freaking Costco membership, you know, and I've I've tried. I've tried to, like, see if that will work for me, but it's just not my thing. So I really believe in, like, the whole balance thing. You know, I love to study Buddhism and just sort of that, like, middle middle way where, you know, you can't completely destroy suffering on the, on the planet. Um, but you know, you can like maybe, maybe act with as much integrity as you can to sort of like mitigate, you know, like I don't buy plastic bottles if I, if I can help it, you know, like I have a Brita, I've had a Brita since back in the day and even had a pure back in the day. Um, but, um, so yeah, so it's kind of, I almost feel like I'm an ass, I'm, I'm like an asshole too, right? Because I'm, I'm like, oh, everyone's into it, so I'm not going to be into it. And I and I think sometimes about like how much I miss out on. That's actually pretty fun because I'm I'm like I'm still a little black flag, still a little fugazi, a little punk rock. Um, you know, kind of just really don't want to follow the bewildered herd. Um, like I just really. I really try to be careful with that stuff, but my gosh, I have a Groot pen holder now on my desk that sits with my little Yoda with his little frog in his mouth. Um, cause I'm in love. I'm in love. I loved his little, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not going to say too much. Cause maybe there's some of you out there that have yet to step into that universe as well, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just kinda of yammering on about like just discovering this stuff, but I guess the point being that like um it's funny i don't I don't know I don't know if boomers feel this way, because I know that they kind of grew up with like the whole like you know cops and robbers on t v and Superman and um you know Lone Ranger and cowboys and uh you know Native Americans um it's not what they were raised them I mean, being called, but I wonder if they like get super excited when, you know, that stuff is remade. Like, um, I definitely did not see the, uh, um, the Johnny Depp, uh, Lone Ranger movie. Like, um, I didn't see the Dukes of Hazard remake. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I did see that I was like, Oh I gotta watch that. I mean, except for star Wars, I can't really think of anything else. Um, But, um, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because now I want to go back and maybe watch some of that other stuff because I feel like there's, um, if, okay, if the director and writer are good, so like Joss Joss Whedon and, um, J.J. Abrams and like, um, you know, um, John Favreau, like these are, these are Gen Xers that, um. I feel like when they kind of take the reins on stuff, they get it. Like I, I really, the first time I I, I tried to watch Iron Man back in the day because I was always a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan, um, right? Like from Lesson Zero and lots of those older '80s movies. Like I really, really loved him. And, um, and I thought he did terrific in Sherlock Holmes, but also Jude Law was in it. So I was like, of course I had to watch that. Um, but I wasn't like a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, so I don't really care, you know, um, if they held the integrity of like the, like style of the show, you know, those movies or whatever. Um, but I really feel like Xers when they're directing and remaking these sort of shows and movies from our childhood, um, and, and also a lot of millennials too, um, they, like, they know what we want to see, maybe is what I want to say. I don't know. Like, um, I feel like they, they might know exactly what us exers are kind of hoping we're going to step into, but I don't know. I, I wonder, I probably think about this stuff way too hard, but y'all know I'm an only child and I live alone. So a lot of time to sit and analyze that stuff, even when I'm watching stuff, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, um, I just... Super, super loved all that stuff. And then and then I I watched The Boys on Prime and Louder Milk. And um, you know, just I don't know if y'all realize just how many sort of Gen X shows are out there. Um, but they're just so fantastic. Like, um, yeah, there's maybe a Gen Zer in there, millennials too, but like I I just there's a lot of cool shit that Xers are still doing either writing and directing and starring in or, you know, heavily involved in, in the making of some really good stuff. And if y'all haven't seen the boys yet, you gotta see, you gotta check that. That's it's superheroes gone bad. And so after kind of watching all these like Marvel movies and jumping into that, I was like, Oh my God. So good. And then, um, and louder milk, I just finished louder milk. There's about three seasons. Um, so it's basically, um, you know, this recovering alcoholic who's, uh, and it's, it's Ron Livingston guys. Remember the, op- remember office space, um, best scene ever is like, you know, they're like listening to hip hop while smashing the printer. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, like I probably had that totally wrong. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Someone put that on one of the platforms, please. Cause I really miss that movie. I used to watch it all the time. Anyway. So, you know, Ron Livingston is like this recovering, you know, sober, alcoholic, drug addict, whatever. And like, he lives in Seattle and he's still like, a s just, he's an aging hipster. He's a grandpa hipster, right? You know, like he, he, he takes his coffee at a record store slash coffee house. Like, oh, that's just so cool. There was a place like that in, um, in Brooklyn when I lived there in the, in the aughts. And it was, um, actually I think it was just a bar they might have served coffee there but I usually went there for music so I don't really (laughs) but they had they had some kind of bar as well and it was just so cool and they actually sold old furniture like vintage furniture too and like that was called Halcyon if anyone's ever heard of that place that was just the coolest place ever um and uh so anyway like there's like just so much good music and like it's just good like indie, you know, shoegazer, you know, also stuff like Franz Ferdinand and, you know, um, just all these great, you know, tracks. And and so it's it's on Spotify. Um, so it's saved in um, if you follow Gen voice on Spotify, I've added that as one of the playlists um, that's downloaded. So I'll check it out. I've actually discovered some pretty cool music from that, too, but um, I've never heard of. You know, I spend sometimes I'll, I'll jump in on KEXP because I've been listening to them since I found out that you can listen to them online. Um, back when I first had, like, internet in my house as, like, a young adult, like, in my mid-twenties in Springfield, Illinois. And I was just, like, moved there from New York City. Didn't have a place like Halcyon anymore. So I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to find new music? <laughs> so K-X-P, KEXP has always been a great – they have an app that you can always do and, and it's connected to your Spotify. So you can be like listening to a track and just like it. And it just shows up in your like songs, which is pretty dope. Anyway, I think I finally have my, lo- my like levels. Right. So hopefully I don't have to re-record everything, but thanks for sticking through and listening. Um, yeah, so that's, that was basically the summer. It was just me. Like, you know, obviously, um, having a few drinks here and there with friends. Um, But it's been, as you all know, I mean, this isn't even like a complaint of the desert or Midwest or the South anymore. This is like the heat that has engulfed our world this summer is insane. And even as I speak, it's only 93 degrees here in, um, in the desert in Arizona. And yet, I don't know the, the heat that's been going on in Portland, Oregon, you know, where, um, where my bestie lives. Um, okay. It's 84 up there. That's good. But it's been like in the, you know, like upper hundreds. Well, that sounds weird. Like 108 or something. I guess that's, that makes more sense. Um, but so that's been pretty weird. So, so I haven't really been doing it, you know, any adventuring and, you know, like summers are kind of this, this time where you kind of, whatever the opposite of hibernate is, right? Where you like sleep in the day in the summer <laughs> instead of the winter um, or the opposite of nocturnal. I don't know, but it's like, you just kind of, you know, when it's 118 out here, you know, you just kind of want to lay low. You don't really want to expend a lot of energy. And so it's also a really great time to take time off from the podcast because where I record um, is, is actually in my bedroom. Cause you know, don't really have like a mansion to record in, So I have like different rooms, <laughs> but um, my bedroom window is massive, right? Which is one of the reasons I love this apartment, but it's a West facing window. And so in the summer, even with the air conditioning on, even with the curtains closed, it is like redonkulous how hot it is. So, you know, I just kind of, I actually tend to just shut this room off in the day. Um, and then I have like blackout curtains, And, um, blinds and curtains, like for the living room with, you know, slant glass door. So it like stays like so much cooler in there. So I don't have to use the air as much or as like high or whatever. So, yeah. So I feel like summer is always a really great time to just sort of just binge watch TV or, you know, whatever TV means to you. To me, it's, it was always Hulu and Netflix and YouTube. Um, but now it's, it's prime video and, and, and Disney plus some. Freaking fantastic things. Um, I don't know if I have. I'm going to take a moment to talk about um the my sponsor because um, I haven't done this in a really long time because I thought my link was broken, but I've, I've managed to to figure and sort that out. So I just want to take a take a ch- like a second to to talk about you know like uh, so a universal issue. Okay, so you know. I don't know if you guys realize this, but toilet paper is really, um, kind of a wasteful way to clear the, the forests. And, um, I switched over to, um, recycled toilet paper years ago, years ago. I'm talking like the, the minute I, I saw it in the grocery store. So this, this could have been in the nineties, but it's been a long, long time that I've been using like crummy recycled paper. And, and my I have friends that are like recycled toilet paper, like that's disgusting. How are you going to use toilet paper that people have already used? It's not like that guys, but, um, you can do the research on that. But I found out about this place, um, who gives a crap? And, um, they were, so, so I really love this YouTuber show, 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 Sh- Sh- She's fantastic. I'll put a link to her stuff if you're really into like low waste living. She's fantastic, and she's super down to earth. And I really like her and her partner. They just seem like really cool people, and they live in Texas. And anyway, um, you know when you get connected to someone, you're just like, oh, that I'm gonna listen to what they're what they're what they're pushing. And she was the first person to ever introduce me to who gives a crap this toilet paper company out of Australia that uses bamboo and i thought well that sounds interesting bamboo sounds like softer than recycled toilet paper so i gave it a try and i have been hooked i've been using it now for a couple of years and they ship me about 40 like 48 rolls at a time and they did they they donate 50% of their profits to um help build toilets for those in need um I, that's just the coolest thing so You know, I I have had some friends that are like, oh, well, Trish, you know, you still have to use an airplane to deliver all that toilet paper from Australia to the United States. And here's the thing, guys, like, again, you got to kind of do that middle way. Right. So I guess there's there's like a certain um, byproduct of recycled using recycled paper for toilet paper. That's like not healthy. You can look it up. Um, Bamboo is super sustainable and you know, whatever is being delivered to your grocery store, at some point, some material had to have flown to get to that grocery store. Does that make sense? Or to get to the place where it was manufactured. Um, I I mean, 48 rolls, that lasts for a really long time. So I'm not like buying it every week, which is what was basically happening with the recycled toilet paper because it was so like thin. But this is super soft. It's super awesome. And um, there's no plastic. So, um, check out the link in my, um, in, in, in the show notes and, um, and make sure that you, you know, just give them a try, just do a trial, see how you like it. And, um, and if you buy, um, you know, if you order from them, I get a certain percentage and, you know, I was really wondering if I wanted to continue doing this podcast because it's super expensive and I make no money from it. So, uh, buy, buy some toilet paper guys. It's good for you. It helps me and it helps who gives a crap to build, um, toilets for those in blinks. So anyway, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the, um, in the, uh, in the season finale, season one finale, I was like, you know, kind of reviewing, but guys, by the way, thanks for listening to that. I really appreciate it. Um, But, uh, you know, I was really kind of wanting to think about focusing on like sort of ageism. And, um, you know, that's kind of a big thing for me is like we all kind of need one another. Um, It doesn't really matter what age you are. Like you have something to bring to the table. Um, But I want to see if I can kind of um, unpack that a little bit more with some of my guests. Um, Maybe, maybe not, you know, overtly, maybe a little sort of backdoor kind of around the way kind of way. Um, which is what I kind of feel like I did in the first season too. Um, cause I thought about just like really dedicating this season to age, you know, destroying ageism or whatever. But I feel like sometimes the information that we receive when it's kind of being pushed at us with an agenda, maybe we don't receive it as well as when it's sort of this sort of backdoor approach. So I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. Um, you know, I, I'm always open to ideas and suggestions. I love the feedback. Um, it's so rad when I have a guest on that you guys tell me resonates with you. Um, I know Ray was a big hit, so we'll try to get him back on the show. Um, I've also invited Carlos, Dr. Dr. P to come back, um, to the show. Um, and, and Joe, so our history guys and, um, James from Milo James. Um, because I want to, um, I definitely want to get, oh, and Sharon too, right? The millennial, what what do Gen X and millennials have in common? Because um, I definitely want to do what you guys want to listen to, right? But of course, uh, I'm going to have a little bit of what I want too. And I really want to check back in with my friends and just kind of see how their, their lives are going. Um, and I want to ask some of my Gen Xers, like how they're feeling. So I'm a part of some Gen X groups online and one of them, um someone posted um if they were like parenting their parents um and i'm not talking about they're in a nursing home or they live with them and they they're like disabled or you know declining but they're talking about like um parenting them in terms of you know like financial decisions and um you know things like that and i thought wow that's really interesting so um, as, as you all know, I don't really have parents, um, but I have my aunt and uncle and you know, Mike and Valerie are super intelligent. I mean, there's not anything and they're like, you know, pushing 70 now there's, there's really nothing at all. I have, have ever taught them as a matter of fact, it was my uncle who taught me how to like text in, um, cute speak, you know, LOLs and L O whatever that one is, you know? Um, he was the one that taught me that, like, my aunt's the one who's taught me about making sure I stay for my future. And I say it like that, because it's like, "Ah, i mean, I have a little bit, but not really started way too late. Or I mean, I wasn't aggressive enough, I guess I didn't start too late. I just barely put any money away. Um, So I'm not at a point yet where I'm, I'm trying to teach them stuff. Like they're so connected. So they didn't have kids either, right? So um I do notice that my friends with kids um have always told me that you know when they're younger they're not really they're really kind of focused on the kids so they're not spending I mean you guys tell me too you know you know you can reach out to me anytime you can find me on my Instagram page or the Facebook group or you know just go to Genxvoice.com and click on any icon um, or just Look for my handle, Gen X Voice, in Instagram, and let me know what you think about this. Like, and I don't care how old you are, but specifically, you know, Gen Xers seem to be the ones that are talking about it right now. Um, but people who devote, let's say, 18 years of their lives to their children um, and their careers, like, they don't have a lot of time to do, like, freaking Reddit, you know, forums on, like, um, was. Lizzie pool, really a singer in, um, louder milk. <laughs> she was, and she's great. And y'all should listen to her. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff I have. I have all the world, all the time in the world. And I know my aunt and uncle too, like anytime they had a question about anything, I mean, they, they were there. They were, listen, I was, I my, my uncle Mike when nine 11 happened. Um, so I was like, what, like, 21, 22, and, or, 20, sorry, 25. And and they were, like, what, 45? Like, right there, right there with me. I am and me. Um, I never had to teach them anything. They were always on top of it. But they didn't have kids. um, So they could devote their time to, like, their careers and their hobbies and then some. So I don't know, though, because now it seems like, so, so I could see, I could see, So, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Like, uh, so, so one thing that I had asked someone last season was, do we need elders in our society anymore? And the thing that's curious about ageism is that it silences our elders. But then you hear something like that where people are talking about how dumb their parents are, um, or how out of touch, or you know, clueless about certain, and it makes you wonder like, what are, if the elders are unable to help us navigate the cyber world or, um, technology, you know, then, um, and we're looking to the younger people to, to like teach us that stuff. Like, do we need elders anymore? So I'm just going to kind of throw that out there at you guys. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have an answer or not. I feel like I do, but I'm going to unravel that slowly throughout this, this season a little bit. Maybe we can revisit that in our Deep Thoughts segment of the season finale in, in May. Um, but let me know what you think. Let me know. Let me know if you're someone who has, has schooled everyone in your family on technology and video games and whatnot. Um, or if your parents did. And I want to know what age group you're in um you know is it is did boomers ever do that for their parents did they ever school them on stuff right like boomers weren't they were in their 20s when technology was really hitting the fan so i don't know i'm just curious guys I'm just curious incidentally my 96 year old grandma is on facebook so she does just fine with technology um anyway i'm I guess that's about all I have to say about that. I just kind of wanted to check in with you guys. I just wanted to chat and I wanted to chat for a while because I wanted to see, I think I finally figured out my, um, my levels blues. I'm super excited because tonight I'm going to be battling my friend Gabe from Gen X risk takers episode and Jason Zabe Zabo, um, from who will save generation X, um, the trivia podcast, Um, we're going to be battling it out. I'm so excited. I'll let you guys know when that episode becomes available. I think I've said it before, but another shout out to Zabe. If you haven't checked out his, his trivia podcast, it is so fun. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. I don't, you know, we're recording that in a few hours, so I don't know. By the time this gets, maybe I'll edit this part and be like, I slaughtered Gabe or just take it out completely. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But um, I'm really excited. It's all about trivia, about stuff in the Gen X zeitgeist. So anything like 70s, 80s and 90s, that was kind of like, you know, a part of our world, our understanding of stuff, like what we, you know, came online, quote unquote. And I mean that in the Matrix term of like consciousness. (laughs) So that should be really fun. Um, I know I did plan to do this whole summer tour podcast thing. It totally fell through. Um, A lot of it was um, people just had stuff to do and they didn't, um, they weren't able to, um, you know, reschedule. And um, bummer as it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of cool to just kind of put away my hobby for a couple months, almost a hundred percent. And, and just sort of, I don't know, just sort of dive into all this cool stuff that's out there that's super Gen X friendly and, um, like movies and TV shows and, um, just super, I don't know, just be really, I don't know, chill, you know, recoup, regenerate, re regroup, I guess I already said that, um, so that I could be, um, a hundred percent present with you guys and, and, and jam out the next 40 episodes um for your listening pleasure and delight um i'm really excited i'm gonna have some authors on the show so i gotta do some reading i'm excited about that because i'm always looking for stuff to read i don't know about you guys but it gets harder and harder as an adult especially when it comes to fiction i can read nonfiction all day long by the way i'm still working on um X saves the world. <laughs> and at some point I am definitely going to review it and talk about it. Um, hopefully with, uh, with our friend from X generation now um, who told me about the book. Um, I'm going to have some uh, new musicians on so you guys can hear some new music. Um, and I already told you guys about some of the returning guests um, that we have some, and then I'm going to have some of my fellow podcast friends on um, that I met through, um, you know, all the stuff I did last year, which is something that I've kind of taken off my plate this year. I'm not doing the convention. Um, I'll probably do a couple live streams here and there, but you know, um, at the end of the day, um, as much as I love looking at my face, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I really am not a big fan of looking at my face. I'm not, I'm not, I'm someone, someone said something really, intriguing the other day, but they were like, you know, there's a reason why podcasters like podcasting is so you don't have to like see your face. <laughs> so um, I might have a couple live streams. I don't know. I'm not I'm just not sure that's my bag. You know, like I kind of stopped doing YouTube videos because I was like, meh. And um, and when I do live streams, I can't really edit it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Actually, let me know. Let me know what you think. Do you ever even watch those live streams? Um, I get some views on them, but you know, do you, do you like them? Are you, or do you prefer like just listening, even if it's on a live stream where you still just listening and not really watching? So yeah, that's basically season one intro y'all. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited to meet new people and open our minds up to new ways of looking at life. Um, and as usual, I'm going to have uh, Gen Z through, hopefully we can get some more silent gens on here. Um, they, they're not nearly as interested, but we'll definitely have some boomers and millennials on because they want to talk for sure. We appreciate that because it gets us a little closer to understanding, um, everyone's little, little niches in life. Um, yeah. And so that being said, guys, I'm so excited for you guys to um, continue on this journey with me, and uh, welcome to season two. Thanks for listening, and if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other, and let's stop being separated by our differences. I don't want to be an